Welcome to Zen Bones. This is Mark Lesser. Zen Bones is a bi-weekly podcast featuring conversations with leading teachers and activists and an exploration of Zen teachings and practices. Please support our work by making a donation at marklesser.net slash donate. Today's podcast features the power of priming. We begin with a short guided meditation, and then I talk about how the world tends to prime us for anxiety and speed. And as an antidote and practice, we can prime ourselves to be more present, open, curious, and creative. Meditation practice is a form of priming, and we can utilize priming in all parts of our days, from waking up to starting meetings to any place. And today's Zen Puzzler is based on a quote about staring and impermanence. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's do some sitting practice together. Simply uh, stopping, pausing, arriving, just uh, uh, just being here. Uh, I was uh, saying to someone that I I like to start these days my my morning meditations with uh, breathing in and breathing in and in and holding holding my breath uh, filling up my lungs to capacity and then uh, exhaling i was uh, i was um, shown this method many years ago in japan by i think it was a 93 year old zen priest uh, who said this was the secret to his longevity was this daily practice of um, lung breathe, breathing to capacity, uh, holding, holding the breath. So well, let's let's do that. So simply uh, breathing in and in and in and holding, holding the breath. And whenever you're ready, uh, releasing and exhaling. And maybe again, breathing in. And in, and in, and in, and filling up the lungs and holding, holding, holding. And, And whenever you're ready, releasing. Now, just um, just being here with the breath, with the body. 
letting go as much as possible of our to-do lists, any sense of comparisons and judgments. Hitting the reset button on our lives right now. Arriving, uh, emptying out, emptying out. Nothing to gain, nothing to lose, just being fully here. Fully here, no other place. And here, no other time than now. Here, uh, filled with emptying out and, uh, and filling up with appreciation, with gratitude for being here, alive. beyond any sense of uh, wholeness or lack of wholeness, uh, radically, radically whole, radically generous, uh, acknowledging how much we are given here to receive and to give receiving and giving. Nothing, nothing hidden, nothing folded, open, open, open to receive, open to give, host and guest, host and guest at the same time. No difference. Uh, and, uh, and keeping it simple, just uh, coming back uh, to the breath, to the body, with uh, radical appreciation, yeah. warm-hearted, warm-hearted curiosity. And I'm, uh, I'm going to shift gears. You are welcome to uh, continue sitting or stay with me, whichever feels uh, right for, for now. want to talk about priming, the power of priming. In some way, uh, you know, meditation practice is many, many things, but in, in some way it is uh, priming ourselves for uh, warm-hearted curiosity, uh, priming ourselves to 
live, to think and live and act in a more warm-hearted way, a uh, less, uh, less dualistic way, less getting caught by you know, the usual right and wrong or this and that and and of course you know of course we we need we do live in the ordinary world where right and wrong matter and this and that matter and our to-do lists matter but there's something about readying ourselves priming ourselves contextualizing things in a way where we uh, emphasize what uh, what really matters, right? What really matters are our own spirit, uh, our own readiness, readiness of mind and readiness of heart. And there's some really interesting, uh, interesting studies that you might be uh, familiar with about priming. And there's one, there's one in, where a group of college students, oh, these were they were 18 to 22-year-olds, uh, were asked to make sentences using, these, uh, using five words. And one group was given words like find, it, he, yellow, instantly. And another group were given words that evoked a sense of old age. Words like bald, forgetful, Florida, gray, wrinkles. And then... Uh, following this task, each person was instructed to walk down a hallway to participate in another study. And in you know in this study, uh, the researchers very uh, unobtrusively measured how long it took for each person to walk. And those who had the old age words right, like Florida and forgetful and bald, took significantly more time to walk down the hallway than the other group. And this is, this is the power of priming. And, and this, was, this was called the Florida effect, how simply, simply working with, simply engaging with words that evoke being older influenced people's behavior, influenced their thinking, even when they had no uh, conscious awareness of the connection. They, they were asked if they were aware of it, and they weren't. And then there was another study in which uh, participants, you know, again, were filling out a form and were asked to make copies, and they went, they went to the copy machine, and uh, the researchers uh, for one group left a dime uh, on the copy machine. And, and the participants in this study who found the dime reported afterwards that their their moods were significantly better, better moods. Right? So, you know, we, uh, priming for, priming for uh, finding, for receiving. And again, this was a little bit like the, you know, the, the meditation that we did earlier is somewhat, in a way, it's uh, priming ourselves to, we don't need to find a dime. We can find you know, the eyes of a child or our own hand 
or the trees outside or the the sunshine and clouds there's you know we are uh, being gifted we are being gifted everywhere so it's using using uh the practice of uh priming right you know often um you know the we we often prime ourselves uh, for a horrendous day or for anxiety or for what's missing and again this is partly you know um the power of the negativity bias so this more positive priming can be an antidote to the negativity bias but can also be much more than that right so we can we can consciously use the power of priming to cultivate more awareness more calmness more focus um, we can prime ourselves by what we read by what we watch by the words that we use and the environment that we create we can we can prime ourselves to be more uh, open-hearted more empathic more creative uh, and of course we can prime ourselves for stress and anxiety as well so just being aware uh, being aware of the power of priming uh, noticing noticing the words and images in our space um, and making sure as much as we can to bring in the kinds of words images that we aspire to um, how do we want to show up how do we want to live you know i was remembering i um, i used to spend a lot of time teaching mindfulness at google and there was a meeting call that was called by uh, some of the leadership at google and wanted to know you know uh, how could we more deeply more sustainably change the culture here we want to we really this, these were these were the uh, you know the leaders who were in charge of this uh the mindful leadership program and they were they were uh directors um fairly high fairly high up in the google hierarchy uh, wanting to know how you know who sincerely wanted to know how to make these kinds of culture changes and and we talked about how you know in uh, in practice places you know in uh, we were referring back you know to places like like tasahara but any any practice place everywhere you look there is this kind of priming for settling in uh, you know images images of buddhas and beautiful artwork and flowers and that and that there is some conversation about how to do this within the google workplace uh, to to put more of these uh, more of these images you know in uh, in practice places in zen places it's it's everywhere you look um, you know there is an altar by the bathrooms uh, an altar and you walk into the kitchen or into the meditation hall um, and people generally put these little images and altars in their rooms so so it's kind of recognizing treating space making making space sacred making space more accessible and then you know so so it's a kind of priming ourselves for sacredness 
And, you know, I, I know when you walk into the kitchen at Tassahara, the, the first thing that you see is a beautiful altar, right? Kind of in the center uh, of the kitchen uh, with a, some images. And, and there are these three uh, Japanese characters with the words uh, joyful mind, grandmother mind, and big mind. Again, this was comes from a uh, an essay written by Dogen, the founder of a Zen in Japan in the 13th century, who said that the you know the head cook should always be practicing with these three minds. So again, it's this this sense of uh, priming. So you might, you know, you might notice uh, in your own home, in your office, in your workplace, what might you do to prime for whether it's, you know, maybe some combination of the sacred and creativity or beauty or connection. And you might um, you know, have some conversations with the people you work with or live with about the power of the power of priming. And so you might think about in uh, how do you want to uh, prime yourself in some of the core transitions, right? And starting starting your day, right? So uh, maybe noticing noticing your first breath noticing your first breath with a sense of warm-hearted curiosity, uh, noticing the f- as you get up, putting your feet down on the ground, uh, being aware of bringing a se- priming yourself for awareness. Um, you know, in starting meetings, one of the things that is being uh, experienced and practiced with more and more is starting meetings with 30 seconds or a minute of a minute of silence. So this is again, I think a way of priming for listening, priming for the sacred, priming for bringing more awareness in. And, and you can do this even in a, a meaningful conversation, uh, again, priming, priming for the sense of, um, uh, connection and wholeheartedness. I was struck by a priming study that I saw that that uh, concluded that even even the word money somehow uh, primes people for a kind of uh, anxiety, uh, and so uh, so interesting, interesting to to notice just how sensitive we are and how much we're influenced. And I think, you know, it's interesting, um, my, my life, uh, as a business person and as a, uh, as a Zen teacher. And, and I think we are all, you know, we're all business people. And I think we're all, you know, if not Zen teachers, we're all Zen students, you know, Zen to me is just a, a word that means uh, how to be a full human being. You know, so we all we all uh, are practicing uh, how to be a 
full human being, whether we call it Zen or not. And we're all business people, again, whether we're in business or not, because we all have to deal with the practical things of you know, paying the bills and money and to-do lists. So, so it's interesting to see how we are influenced, you know, by the the world of money and to be able to bring in to bring in the sense of the uh, the sacred uh, the wholehearted uh, equanimity and calmness and to make to be priming ourselves priming ourselves for uh, creativity for showing up for connection right in the midst of you know the the world that is um, regularly uh, priming us for fear and anxiety and lack. And so I think this is the, the power and importance of being aware of and practicing with this sense of uh, positive priming. Welcome to the Zen Bones Puzzler, where I will regularly be presenting a story or a Zen cone or a poem, something to contemplate, to think about, a story that has purpose. It's about developing greater insight and reflection, not so much for a solution, but as a way to support your practice, a kind of meditation in daily life. So I'm happy to do today's Zen Puzzler, where I have been bringing in uh, traditional Zen koans or Zen stories and looking at how to uh, make them uh, more relevant in relevant, useful, powerful, influential in our daily lives. And, and I like to bring in what, you know, the kind of non-traditional, non-traditional Zen stories or Zen koans. And today's, today's is uh, one of my favorite quotes that keeps popping up in my, in my life. Uh, I don't even remember when I first came across it, but I was really struck by it. And it's something that I, I want to share today, which is a, a quote by the photographer Walker Evans, uh, who uh, there's a collection of his photography that I, I remember I first came across. I think I was a freshman at college at Rutgers when I think this book was assigned for a psychology class or a sociology class, and it's photographs from the Depression era. Uh, beautiful, striking, uh, poignant photographs of people who are people who are struggling, and there was a way that. Uh, Walker Evans captured the combination of the pain and possibility, right? The beauty and the longing uh, of this this era, the era um, of the Great Depression in the uh, late 1920s, 1930s, uh, throughout the United States. And this quote, something that Walker Evans said, is stare. It will change the way you see and more. Stare, pry, listen, eavesdrop. You are not here long. Die knowing something. 
and every word in this uh to me this is like a this quote is like a zen koan right because uh, we're typically told not to stare right we're told not to stare and i'm i'm fond of this the, the power of staring you know meditation maybe is a little bit like like staring and uh, and to listen so deeply so deeply that that the way that we look the way that we listen changes how we show up uh, stare pry listen eavesdrop and again combining this with the shortness of our lives you are not here long die knowing something so i love this uh, imperative right die knowing something is a potent motivator to value how we spend our time uh, to enter fully this moment this thought this action yeah i'm i'm reminded you know i've been uh, I've been struggling. I've, I've been struggling to become much more proficient than I am in Spanish. And a uh, a woman friend of mine, when I was a native Spanish speaker, when she started speaking to me in Spanish, and I I looked at her and said, I don't, I, I don't, I don't speak Spanish yet. And she looked at me and she said, Mark, apply yourself, apply yourself. And I've been, I've been applying myself more, uh, not only in Spanish, but I've been um, applying myself in my meditation practice, in my study, uh, in my work, in my relationships. So again, this is, I think, this practice of uh, staring, this practice of uh, pry, listen, eavesdrop. So interesting how to uh, open to and practice with. So you might um, you might practice with what does it mean to stare? What does it mean to pry and listen? Or you are not here long, uh, die, die knowing something, right? It's a little bit like the Carlos Castaneda of living with death, death living on our left shoulder, as he, uh, I think that comes from one of his early books, right? A separate reality, a book that, a book that moved me, changed me, influenced me, uh, and when I was um, uh, in college. So stare, it will change the way you see and more. Stare, pry, listen. Eavesdrop. You are not here long. Die knowing something. Uh, thank you very much. I hope you've appreciated today's episode. To learn more about my work and my new book, Finding Clarity, you can visit marklesser.net. This podcast is offered freely and relies on the financial support from listeners like you. Please donate at marklesser.net slash donate. Thank you very much.